You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, hosted by your favorite home cooks, Erin Walker and Heather Dyer. Join us for inspiration and a new recipe every Tuesday. All right, well, we're making something. Hello and welcome. <laughs> we're Three Kitchens Podcast. I'm Erin. That's Heather over there on my screen. Hello, hello. Hello. And uh, <laughs> and we're talking about cooking some stuff. All right, so let's start here. Um, Heather has heard this story before from me a couple times. I'm going to hopefully make something that I can eat more of than my husband can. <laughs> or at least <laughs> that's my standing record. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think you are in the same place as you were when you... Anyway, tell uh, the story. I'm I better not be in the same place. So... <laughs> I was pregnant with baby number two. We went out for lunch and I ate more than my husband. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> so what did I eat a whole bunch of? Panacook. Mm, and why not? If you're going to gorge yourself on something. If you're going to pick mm. something, well, there's so many varieties. There's so many <sighs> options with it. It really is... I mean, you can't just have the savory one. You also have to have the sweet one at the same time. And if you go out for these, I know there's a Panacookin house. What's the Panacookin house? Fantastic. Fantastic Panacookin house. Yes. <laughs> I haven't That's been the there. one in Calgary. If it's still here. It is. I just drove past it not too long ago. It's still, you can see it when you go down Crowchild Trail there. Mm -hmm. So that's a good one. The one that I over eight in specifically was in Vancouver. Mm. And so a panacook for those who don't know what we're talking about, which I'm really sorry, you got to go find them. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can make one. They'll be able to make one after you tell us how. Um, it is a type of pancake, essentially, but it's a thinner pancake than what you would get in an American pancake. However, it is thicker than a crepe. Mm -hmm. that you would like a french crepe so it's kind of in the middle oh did i mention that they're dutch it's no. a dutch pancake okay so you make a fairly thin batter i've looked up a few recipes online it's all about what you put into it mm -hmm. a lot of these say make up your dutch pannekoek and then add your toppings on i have a really strong feeling that when they make these at the restaurant that i like they're cooking their stuff in the batter i believe you're right okay i'm gonna just say i don't okay. know either yeah i certainly have not snuck in the kitchen and like peeked at them right and it's been many years since i've been there but mm -hmm. i would say for the savory ones stuff is cooked into the batter maybe even yeah. mixed and poured in i'm not sure but for the sweet i think it might be a kind of a straight pancake and then the fruit and whipped cream and whatever else they do is on top after do you think? So mm. this is something okay. that I'm going to play around with a bit, but I definitely think that you want to put your, at least for the savory stuff, like you said, put it in your pan. I don't know if I'd put it in my batter or not. I'm not sure, but then pour your yeah. batter over top. Because you definitely have to cook those fillings or toppings or whatever you're calling them. Like you can't yeah. put bacon in after the fact. <laughs> like what? Well, like, I don't no. know. <laughs> and like the cheese is kind of crispy if you put cheese with it. So I, I haven't seen this method yet, but I'm going to hedge some bets 
and oh, think. So it's going to be a bit of an experimental breakfast dish. Does this seem dish. odd that there's not like just a whole ton of recipes that are very clearly showing the method? There's a whole bunch of recipes that have a make your pancakes and then put your toppings on. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Do you have time to go to the fantastic Panacookan house and go and have do like a reconnaissance mission? Yeah, I doubt I it. We're, uh, we're cutting this down to the line. I know. <laughs> we're after Christmas now. We have hosted all the dinners. We've done all the holiday stuff. I don't know. You're going to have leftovers mm. if you're making a ham or a turkey. You're going to have leftover vegetables if you hosted a party. I think this is the type of thing that depending on what you have in the house, you can just whip up this batter and then suddenly you have this great, fantastic breakfast oh. or lunch that you can... You could even make this for dinner. This is a fantastic idea with the leftovers. Yeah, I think you I can repurpose that. leftovers that you've got from the holidays and you're not just reheating them and eating the same meal again, mm -hmm. which I feel is the death of leftovers. You got to do something new with it. It has to feel completely new, not like the meal you've already eaten. So go with me on a little journey. Come along. And let's find out how we can make them Mm -hmm. the way we like them you know what my favorite one was as i recall oh please tell me because that's my next uh oh oh you were gonna ask that's perfect um what kind of panacook would you <laughs> love to see on your plate i will take whatever you're gonna make for me that's the joy of someone else cooking is that okay don't give me that bullshit okay. answer i want to know that what you like <laughs> Oh, I'm actually, gonna put like ham in it. Okay, and... don't put ham in it. Uh, okay, that but that's actually true. But I do recall really loving the bacon leek because the leeks were like almost like shaved, super thin little, and they turn crispy like little crispy Ooh. leek bits, and the bacon, and probably some kind of cheese. I don't remember. I, just, I feel I like never... you have to do some sort of like Swiss cheese or Emmental yeah. or something. Oh, Gruyere in there maybe because yeah. it's melty gooey. Okay. Yeah. I never went for the sweet ones. No? I'm a, I really like a savory breakfast. Ah, apparently I like both. <laughs> well, I'm sure if I could eat as much as you, <laughs> I would. <laughs> what I need to do is just order two and then take half of each home. They're big. I don't know. I have dreams and visions of this. I might just be standing at my stove swearing. <laughs> Not like that's much different than every other day, but okay. Bacon and leek sounds really good. I like that idea. I have a feeling I used to order one with potato mm, and I'm wondering I if, if I could like grate potatoes yes. and almost make it like hash, like potato hash that then I put the pancake batter with and then because the batter is not enough carbs, you need the potato in there too but no i like this though and i like when you're talking about leftovers i imagined somehow working in mashed potatoes and then gravy on it at the end <laughs> like i think you could totally like stuffing oh, wow. mashed potatoes <laughs> gravy yeah if that's what you got for leftovers basically make it work i think that sounds really good cranberries too. on the side <laughs> cranberry mm. sauce i think i'm gonna go pretty simple with the sweet ones um the most popular sweet one is like cinnamon and sugar i mean we're talking oh. about really oh, just yeah. basic and then they show them being kind of rolled up like a cigar and then you mm. kind of you slice into them and eat them like that 
Oh, that sounds good. Oh, I think you, you cannot go wrong, really. This sounds like it can be anything. So at the end of the day, it's going to be whatever I find in my fridge. But I definitely think I got to seek out some leaks. If they look good at the store. The other thing if is if you don't good. have leftovers, go with what you see at the store that looks good. Yep. Broccoli would also, I think broccoli cheddar kind of thing would also be really good. You know what would be good? Fiddleheads. Oh, totally. Next season. Next season. Okay. <laughs> mm, <that would laughs> so we've good. got lots of ideas. Hi, I'm mm -hmm. the ideas guy this week. <laughs> good thing since you're the host. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull it off. <laughs> Excellent. I know you can. Come back in the second half. We'll see what I've chosen. And hopefully this cooking method, I'm going to try out a few different things. I think I can get this nailed down. I'm sure you can. Wish me luck. Good luck. <laughs> hey, Three Kitchens listeners. Thanks so much for supporting us and joining us on our podcast every week. We are going to take a quick mid-season break here over the holidays. And we'll be back on January 9th with more cooking, recipes, and interviews. See you in the new year. Are we ready for this? We are ready for this. We are. Well, yeah, we are. we're ready to talk about it. And I'm ready to try this again. I'm ready to eat it again. <laughs> oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> so, Panakuken, these Dutch pancakes, mm. they are an art. Are they? I'm going to say so. Okay. I think I need another go at them mm. because I was trying so much and this only made eight pancakes. I think I could have had more time to do more with it. So I think I'll be making another batch. So I'm here to share what I've learned Good. because I think through the trial and error, I will make a better pancake next time. You said you liked them. So that's I good. Did. Yeah. So at least they're edible. Jeez. <laughs> oh, they're more than edible. They're more than edible. A-okay. However, my standards are pretty high. The batter itself is really easy to make. So if you want to up it and make more, go ahead. Uh, so you've got 250 grams of all-purpose flour and a quarter teaspoon of salt uh, in one bowl. In a separate container, you want to mix together 500 mils of milk and two eggs. So you add your wet ingredients, half of it to the dry ingredients, and mix it until it forms like a nice smooth paste and there's no lumps. So you don't want it to be super thin yet. You want this to be a fairly thick paste. And then you want to add in your second half of your wet ingredients. And then you'll make that batter just so that you don't get any lumps and bumps. Because sometimes when you add a bunch of liquid to a bunch of dry ingredients, you get kind of that mm -hmm. texture that you can't yeah. seem to whisk out all the little bits. So if you make that paste first, this will help prevent that. Good tip. And then you're heating up your pan. You're adding butter to it and letting it melt and brown before okay. you add your batter to the pan. So again, this is a super easy recipe, but it all comes down to the art of making it is what I'm going to say is the really mm. important part. Okay. So is it the flipping it that's hard or? Well, that that's part of it. Because <laughs> this, this is what I've always found is difficult with like a crepe or a super thin pancake that doesn't rise like there's no leavening agent in nope. this kind of pancake so it's like can be tough to get it to flip all in one go without folding or you know it's like flipping an omelet and sometimes oh. it doesn't work <laughs> right yeah and you'll see this in one of my videos i go to flip it and like a little bit of the stuff flips out and hits the burner and oh. yeah lovely so I used my smaller eight inch pan because I looked at that big pan and thought, uh, maybe I'm not even so harder confident. to flip. 
been doing this. Okay, so the toppings I went with were grated potatoes that I, um, so you put your potato over your cheese grater, and then I soaked and rinsed that potato in cold water three times, and then mm. dried it off in a tea towel just to get out all that starch so that it doesn't get um, soggy, and so that it cooks up nice and crisp. Uh, then I had some thinly sliced leeks and some bacon. So my first thought was, okay, I want to put these things in the pan, cook them up a bit, and then add my batter. That was a mistake. Okay. <laughs> so as I continued looking at different recipes, I found a good one on Stefan's cooking blog. I'll post uh, on the uh, show notes so you can go check it out as well. His recommendation was, so you've got your butter in the pan, you put your batter in, you give it a quick little swirl so that it covers the bottom. And then you put your toppings on top of that wet batter and let it cook. And it cooks for a little bit of time to get it nicely browned on the bottom. It's pretty resilient to the heat. Okay. Once it's cooked, then you flip it over and your toppings then end up on the bottom side of the pan. And that's, that's the way to do it. Mm. So, and then you're trying to flip it with yeah. your contents on top. And if yes. you haven't put it on as fast as you wanted, the batter's kind of set a little bit and mm, then your stuff doesn't stick, stick in when yes. you flip again. <laughs> yes. So it was kind of this little race against time that I wasn't totally prepared for because I was constantly trying to figure out my method as I go. Right. So you've got delicious yummy things fried up in a batter. It all tastes great. Does it come out exactly like you expect? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it's about just have your toppings better prepared than I did, you know, maybe have everything ready to go so that your batter goes in, you drop your stuff in your pan, and then you're flipping go because that's when it started getting easier was was when I realized, okay, I need to have all this stuff ready to go. I can't oh, just, okay. you know, I don't have time to be finding these around. things while the, the batter's going. This happens to me quite often with recipes that I don't <laughs> plan ahead and mm -hmm. have the thing like the cheese grated and then it's like oh shoot, I need it's time to add the cheese and here I am grating cheese like oh no I gotta add that like you know whatever the thing yeah it needs what I need to, I haven't even done that yet <laughs> yeah what I need that I gotta go find it yes and... yeah so I would say for this one, get all your toppings prepared, get all your ingredients ready to go. Again, if you've got leftovers that you're doing this with, I think that's going to be your easiest bet because everything's ready to just toss right in your batter once it goes in the pan. Okay, so was the bacon raw when you... It was raw when I put it oh. on. And okay. then because it cooks for a good amount of time on each side and I had little slices of bacon, it worked okay. okay. My problem at first was that my bacon was frozen because oh. it's always easier to cut it yeah. when it's kind of semi-frozen, semi semi-thawed kind of middle point. And so it was time consuming breaking it apart and putting it into the, for oh. the first few ones mm -hmm. because it was still kind of frozen and I thought it was going to cook for anyway. You can do this with uncooked bacon. So that totally works. The thing that I think that I missed is when we were, when I was going through and listening to the first half, as I edited it, we talked about a Swiss or Gruyere or Emmentaler cheese oh. popped into that topping. And I think if I would have put that on there and then after it flipped, it 
fried mm. with the cheese you know how you make like an open face grilled cheese where the cheese like fries oh, yeah. on the pan and gets crispy mm. i think that would have just made me a little bit happier with how this turned out <laughs> although i only ate like half of one of these because I did this when my kids were home and oh. they were like, what is this? It smells amazing. I they can ate eat it right now. It. <laughs> they ate, ate, ate all of it up. And it was the best pancake they've ever had. They loved it. Blah, blah, blah. Ooh, I'd say it's a success then. So it fed the family in a happy way. I, I had some bites, you know. <laughs> oh. Well, the other one, talk about the other one. That you and made. then the other one I did a very simple. So I made apples and cinnamon. Mm. I chose to slice them in little matchsticks. I could have maybe just done even slices, but it all tasted and worked out fine. Um, and then so once I put the batter in the pan with the butter, I popped the apples on top and then I made a cinnamon sugar mixture and just sprinkled that on top of the apples and then flipped it all over and the cinnamon and sugar got nice and a little bit of caramelized in there and the apples softened and you could have put whipped cream on it. You could have put coconut whipped cream on it. Mm -hmm. You could have put salted caramel sauce on it. Oh, totally. Or if you if you have some time for something like the sweet one, especially, well, actually for any of them, leave aside a few extra of your toppings, like caramelize those apples a little bit and serve them on top like you would on a waffle or on a right. regular pancake or something. And maybe have some of the leeks and bacon sauteed that you then top on top of your yeah coconut. just um, kind of adds that extra bit of filling, like the fillings to it, I think would be delicious. And I can't honestly remember when I've been out to eat them. It's been a long time. So I don't remember how they were served exactly. With the savory one, we did have sour cream with it. And that was really good. Mm, yeah that would be good so i would say you could kind of fix up these little toppings that you put with it make it kind of like a dress your own with the flavors that you like and dust some powdered sugar over that sweet yeah, one exactly good. again it needs another go but i think i've learned enough that i feel more comfortable and confident with how i'm going to do it what i need to have ready and at the end of the day it tasted great it was still yummy mm -hmm. kids ate them i ate them. it all worked out i had one of each and i ate them both in one sitting so Excellent. yummy i really <laughs> i thought you did a great job with them i think i just i'm expecting more or my mm. standards are kind of want to do this one again i think this is a good use good way to use leftovers and a nice change this was the wonderful thing i thought about them is that you can make these with your leftovers and just pop them in the oven on warm they're really resilient to just being kept warm or heated up you know if you're serving pancakes or waffles sometimes you just serve them off the grill and not yeah. everyone eats together this one you can prep everything make everything if you're making it from leftovers it's easy to do maybe 30 minutes in the kitchen and you've got a meal i could see like for my family they enjoy ham and i because i don't i hardly ever make it usually once like around the holidays usually i'll make them ham because they really love it i mm -hmm. could see like a ham and cheese in the morning yeah even if you put the cheese on after i think at your plate like have some like shredded cheese that you just sprinkle on top afterwards i think would be would be really good yeah oh there's so many combinations and flavors yeah i think you can, can kind of just go at this how you like and if you don't want to put any toppings in the pancake at all, you can just make the pancakes, keep them warm, 
serve them and have everything lined up on a buffet and you just put your fillings on, you wrap it, you roll it a bit, and you've got this little folded pancake with whatever you want in it. Sweet, savory, go to town. Mm, I thought it was super successful. I want to make them. Go out, make some more, and yeah. So the key takeaways are mix your batter so that it's not lumpy. No lumpy batter. And have your all your stuff prepped. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good tips. Absolutely. And great pancakes. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. Remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and leave a review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. My husband was really mad when he was... Because <laughs> I ate them both. <laughs>